Welcome to today's Manifestation Meditation. I'm your host, Dr. Chelsea, and I am delighted that you are joining us as I have the pleasure of sharing the next topic under our action pillar, confidence. More specifically, activating our God confidence. So join us as we take a moment to reflect, breathe, and redefine manifestation as it's seen through the divine's eyes. Recently, I felt led to do something I didn't feel very confident in. It was new, out of the ordinary, and I knew it was going to be a challenge. And frankly, I wasn't even really sure I wanted to do it. Have you ever been in that position? You knew God was unctioning you to do something, and you didn't feel that confident in it. Everything felt a little questionable. But then, and that's a big but, I decided to lean in and trust the divine. I decided to put my confidence in the divine. You see, our confidence in Christ transcends our human limitations. So no matter what I thought I could do or couldn't do, no matter what you think you're not capable of doing, the art of putting our belief into action is what we have been called to do. That's where we put our confidence in the one above instead of in our own talents and gifts. Now, Baker's Evangelical Bible, confidence is defined with a whole lot. So I'm going to share it, and then I'm going to break it down a little bit. Confidence is a multifaceted word that encompasses within Christian thought a range of aspects. Faith in God, certainty and assurance of one's relationship with God, a sense of boldness that is dependent on when a realization of one's acceptance by God and conviction that one's destiny is secure in God. Yes, I said it was a mouthful. In other words, God confidence has several parts. One, it's based on our faith. Two, it's based on our relationship with the divine. Three, the boldness that comes from this relationship. And fourth, the assurance that the divine has our back. It is believing and putting our hope and our faith in the fact that our Creator has our back all the time, that our destiny, our future, our finances, our family, our life is secure with our Creator. Isn't it amazing to know that we are secure? That everything we hope for, we desire for, everything we're believing for, we don't have to worry about it. It is secure. We can put our confidence in God and not in the things that sometimes feel like the world is falling apart. Because we have the confidence in our God. In the New Testament, confidence in God was essential for the followers of Christ. For many, they had to leave behind what they once knew, their Jewish heritage or their pagan cultures, and take courage and commit to following their newfound beliefs. Just like the Apostle Paul, he left a world where he was held in high regard in his culture. 
and he was respected for his accomplishments, and he left them. Philippians 3, 4 through 16 tells us that when Paul discovered that true confidence was to be found only through the power of God in Christ and no longer in himself, he left his traditions, his culture, and his education. He left his assurance and his talents and skills and his achievements, and he willingly accepted the role of becoming persecuted for Christ. Paul was a man who was persecuting Christians. And when God took the scales off his eyes at Damascus and he could see, he could see with true sight, he chose to put his confidence in this newfound system and his newfound faith. He decided to walk with boldness. He spoke with boldness and he he was encouraged by the ultimate power of the divine. In Christ, we are confident, and He is our confidence. We don't have to waver in fear or regret if Jesus is with us. Obstacles can seem overwhelming. Our faith may feel like it's stumbling, and fear may lead our flesh to falter in its commitment to what we have been called to do. But this is when we lean into God in prayer and renew our confidence in Christ. This places our trust back in our unshakable Father because so much of our confidence is based on perspective. 1 Corinthians 2.16 reminds us that the perspective we are to have is the mind of Christ. When we operate with the mind of Christ, we don't have to see others through pain, fear, and anger. We can choose to see them with the divine's eyes and choose to confidently and boldly speak and do what we're purposed to do. Now, don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean you don't feel the hurt or pain. It doesn't mean, as we learned on day 16 with David, that our emotions are not real and valid. What it does mean is that when we choose to pray, to meditate, to talk to our God about our emotions and our feelings, then we get to drink from the divine's well, which never runs dry. And we get to walk in the confidence of God and not rely on our feelings to make the decisions for us. You see, it is not our confidence we must rely on, which often falters. And we know, I mean, our confidence can kind of wane. It can flake out on us. We can feel confident in one moment and the next moment we feel like the world is falling apart. It is the one who breathes on us daily that we are to find our confidence. For God, confidence is not a do-nothing or pie-in-the-sky kind of philosophy. It is wrapped in authentic, active, moral integrity based on the model of Jesus. We're to follow Jesus' example. Our call as divine believers is not a mere religious practice. It is a confident way of living based on what our Father has done through Christ and is now doing through us. So let's go back to that definition of confidence again, of activating our God confidence. It's based on our faith, our relationship with the divine, the boldness that comes from this relationship, and the assurance that the divine always has our back, our destiny, our future, our dreams, our hopes are secure with our Creator. And when we choose to trust in that, we don't have to fear. And when we do fear, we remember that our emotions don't have to be in the driver's seat. God is. 
So the question I have for you today is, what have you put off, given up on, and made excuses about that you know the divine is calling you to do? Think about that for a minute. And may I make a suggestion? What if we, and this is me included, choose to do as Philippians 1.6 is called, be confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. Let's take a moment and breathe that all in. Maybe taking a breath or two. Perhaps you have a journal that you'd like to write in. Maybe closing your eyes or softening your gaze as you move into a contemplative practice. And listen and tune in for what Spirit is saying to you about cultivating and activating your God confidence. Gently bringing your awareness back into this moment. Perhaps you choose to continue journaling. Maybe you keep your gaze soft or your eyes closed. Our closing prayer comes from Philippians 4, 4 through 16 in the message translation. Listen as Paul tells us his story and where he is chosen and how he chose to put his confidence in God. Even though we can list what many might think are impressive credentials, you know my pedigree, a legitimate birth, circumcised on the eighth day, an Israelite from the elite tribe of Benjamin, a strict and devout adherent to God's law, a fiery defender of the purity of my religion, even to the point of persecuting Christians, a meticulous observer of everything set down in God's law book. The very credentials these people are waving around as something special I'm tearing up and throwing out with the trash, along with everything else I used to take credit for. And why? Because of Christ. Yes, all things I once thought were so important are gone from my life. Compared to the high privilege of knowing Christ Jesus as my master firsthand, everything I once thought I had going for me is insignificant. I've dumped it all in the trash so that I can embrace Christ and be embraced by Him. 
I didn't want some petty, inferior brand of righteousness that comes from keeping a list of rules when I could get the robust kind that comes from trusting Christ, God's righteousness. I gave up all that inferior stuff so that I could know Christ personally, experience His resurrection power, be a partner in His suffering, and go all the way with Him to death itself. If there was any way to get in on the resurrection from the dead, I wanted to do it. I'm not saying that I have this all together, that I have made it, but I am well on my way, reaching out for Christ who has wondrously reached out for me. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this, but I have got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. I'm off and running and I'm not turning back. So let's keep focus on that goal. Those of us who want everything God has for us, if you have something else in mind, something less than total commitment, God will clear your blurred vision. You'll see it yet. Now that we're on the right track, let's stay on it. Such powerful words from Paul. I invite you to read that again and again for yourselves. Own it. Hear it. Believe it. Find God confidence in it. And we close our time inviting you to repeat the following affirmations. I affirm my confidence in Christ that has been placed in me. I affirm the divine's confidence which I trust will always rest in me. I affirm that I am made in the image of the divine whole and fearlessly made. I affirm the full manifestation of the divine's promises in my life. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. I invite you to continue to meditate on Philippians 4, 4 through 16. I encourage you to continue to walk, to activate, and manifest the God confidence that rests in you and propels you forward. God has your back. Peace and blessings, my friends.